Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst podcast of all time. It's still real to me, it's damn still it. Damn real damn to me. I am Dave the Stepdad. And I'm here with Buck 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 Bees Mike. It's always got really quality intros. That's, that's obvious and established. We got a lot to get to today in this episode. And the primary question is this. The, the real question is, which injury is the more significant? And there's two different ways to handle this. Mm-hmm. More significant to the company and more significant to the person. Mm-hmm. CM Punk or Cody Rhodes? Now, there's updates to both. First, Rhodes. Rhodes, as, as, as really became established right before his big match with Seth Rollins. And we could obviously talk about how disrespectful Seth Rollins was in his attire. Which, that was amazing. But Cody Rhodes hurt his pectoral muscle on the go-home show before Hell in a Cell and then tore it completely off the bone while he was working out before Hell in a Cell and then wrestled completely with it in what was a really good match. And even Dave Meltzer rated it five stars. And Meltzer is a very harsh critic when it comes to WWE stuff. But uh, it was a great match. Cody obviously won. And Seth Rollins finished the job on Raw, taking Cody out and out of the picture. Now, Rhodes is going to be out, they say nine months, but we've seen this happen a couple of times in WWE circles where Ro- Cena, John Cena and Edge, both in 2007, both of them tore their pectoral muscles off the bone, and the both of them missed about four and a half to five months apiece. And they both came right back and continued their legendary Hall of Fame-level careers. So that's Cody. Now there's CM Punk. CM Punk had his match at Rampage. Uh, not Rampage, at uh, AEW's last event and at Double or Nothing, and it was able to beat Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship. And then the Dynamite after, he ended up tearing up his, hurting his knee. And then the Rampage after that, he had to semi-surrender the AEW World Championship. What AEW decided to do is have a battle royal and determining the number one contender, the person to fight Mox. And that winner turned out to be Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly then lost to Mox in the main event. So Mox will go to Forbidden Door and face Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Championship. Now, they say it's a knee injury. Some people would argue it's a broken foot for CM Punk. Either way, the update is that Punk should be back before the end of the year. So they can continue and kind of unify the... Interim and Punk's AEW World Championship. So, now you've got all the information. Which injury is more worse to the person, Punk or Rhodes? Getting your pectoral muscle completely off the bone? That's mad wild, bro. Um, I think it really depends. Obviously, it depends. I think it depends on the person because CM Punk is older. Right. So that knee slash foot injury, whatever it could be, it could be a lot worse compared to Cody's 33, 34. Cody's 36. 30, Cody's 36, 36. Punk's 43, for those yeah. who may not know. And so that injury, he can he can heal a little faster because he's younger. So I, I, think that, I think that depends on, on the person itself. But I would go with Cody injury. Okay. Now, are you saying this because, like, the momentum that Cody had, or are you saying this because it's, like, 
Cody oh. just got back to WWE and he instantly became. Oh, oh, oh. There's two different levels to this. I was saying the person, one's the person yeah. and one's the company. Yeah, so the person, that's what I, that's why I, I would. Uh, okay, um. Oh, oh, okay. My fault, my fault. I had a brain fart. I thought you was talking about f- was physically first. Yeah. Physically was, um, but to the, to the, to the person, Cody because of the momentum. Okay. Cody because he was he he, he was fist grease hot. Cody because he had the stupid pop in WrestleMania. Even yes. though everyone knew it, he still had a stupid pop. CM Punk, he had that pop. He had that, oh, my God, CM Punk mm-hmm. crying in the stands and all. He had The, the he, night he returned. Yeah. He, 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 had, he had his momentum. Punk was, uh, Cody is just starting to get his momentum. So, um, and AEW has a shit ton of stars, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody, when Cody's out, he, like, that legit changed the game to the company. So, that's why as a person and as, and, and as far as for the company, Cody injury is way more significant. Now, I partially agree, and I say this because with individually, I think it's CM Punk because of the mileage on him. He's got so much more mileage. I know he's been off for seven years. I know he wasn't a uh, he wasn't wrestling full on, but he obviously did UFC in between that time. But it's just the fact that Punk is forty three, and the fact that CM Punk, even while he was wrestling in AEW for the last year, like he wasn't moving like that wasn't surprise CM Punk. Like he wasn't like. He felt like he lost a physical step. Not a mental step and obviously not a verbal one. But it felt like he wasn't the same punk that was when it was the summer of punk over a decade ago. Like, it didn't feel like that CM Punk. And that, I think, goes to wear and tear on the body. Yeah, it's like a broken, like a, a, a knee that's not 100% or a foot, depending on who you ask, uh, not being 100%, especially the foot, considering punk usually relied on quickness and speed and then, technici- and then technique. It's just not the same game. I think CM Punk's injury is, I think it's going to be more devastating for him physically than Cody. But looking at thinking of Cody Rhodes' injury in a sense of, yeah, torn pectoral muscle. We, as I've mentioned before, Cena and Edge both came back, and both came back within four months or so. And they both resumed legendary Hall of Fame careers. Obviously, the 20th anniversary of Cena is on, on the way. But... Transitioning to the second part of the question, absolutely it's Cody in terms of the company, in terms of WWE. Because, yeah, think about the ripple effect that WWE just had with Cody Rose's injury. So, yes, yeah, Seth Rollins has become probably the best heel in the company right now. At least the best full-time one with Roman being on part-time schedules. And we'll see what they do with Roman in the titles. And Seth, obviously, this meteorically rose Seth to another plane. We'll see what Seth does going forward. But now... Who would you say? Who's WWE's best face right now? That's the that's the real question to me. Like, who's WWE's biggest face? You you can play the Edge card because Edge is going to always get major pops, and Edge is always going to get major reaction, and he's going to bring people to the seats. But obviously, his whole thing with Judgment Day is that's a different level too. So, other than Cody, you really didn't have another signature face until you had Edge get kicked out of Judgment Day. And Finn joined them, and Finn with Priest and Ripley now. I think they'll actually be a pretty solid uh, trio together. But there's really no major face, at least in the men's division, in WWE right now. That's the major concern to me. Where, as you were saying with AEW, with CM Punk, with Punk's injury, you got 
Wardlow, you get a slow play. You've got Ma, you got the Bull, the Blackpool Combat Club is doing their thing, and, and they they got three really good faces. You could you could join. Eddie Kingston is hitting a stride. You got so many. Darby Allen's got a, is a big is still a big draw. Like you got, at least now a big draw. Like he's still a major face. You got so many different angles to this with AEW as opposed to WWE. You really don't have too much. I think that's gonna hurt WWE going forward. As a follow-up to it, there was word that Cody was going to win Money in the Bank. What do you think wins Money in the Bank now? Xavier Woods. But again, that goes away from the face thing. Like, you need a face to take the title from Roman. I agree in a sense of you need – Money in the Bank needs to be what it was for Big E last year. It needs to be that launching pad for somebody. What it should have been for Nikki A.S.H., who won it last year on the women's side – and what it turned into what it was for Big E on the raw on the men's side. It needs to be the launching pad. It needs to be the the thing that catapults somebody to the next point. Okay, they're next up for the WWE championship. Like if Seth won it again, or if Drew McIntyre won it, I get it, fine. They're major established. I, they're viable champions. Either can win it and we're good. Same thing with Lashley. I'd love it. Bobby Lashley winning it. It wouldn't hurt him. I think it'd be like he's probably Raw's best face, not named Edge. Or, or AJ Styles. And it's okay. And I think it'd be perfectly okay if Lashley won. But to me, Money in the Bank needs to be for somebody to take that next step forward. Like, Ricochet would be viable as winning the, winning the match, but I don't think he'd be viable to beat Roman Reigns. So, like, like, no. like, that would be... It would make sense for him to win it because of how good he has been over the last year. And how, like, his... So he had a very good match with Gunther... Well, Gunther won the Intercontinental Championship recently. Not calling another man Gunther, bro. Well, he's Walter, so Walter's Walter's for it's. I, I completely understand. I feel the same way about the whole Butch thing. I completely understand. <laughs> I understand. I I one hundred percent understand. I get it. I get another man Butch. No, no. I I I don't I don't coast. I don't stand on that. <laughs> calling him Butch, bad idea. Not not with it. But Ricochet, I don't think it would be viable to be Roman. So I I can't have Ricochet. And that's the other part about this. You got to have somebody that's viable to win the match and viable to beat Roman Reigns. And I think Lashley will make a whole lot of sense. Since you, and Drew to me doesn't make sense because you're already giving Drew the title shot probably with a UK pay-per-view in September. So there's almost no point in Drew McIntyre winning that money in the bank. I'd rather have Lashley or somebody or Lashley or Seth Rollins win it. But if you're going to have somebody that's brand new to the game or brand new to the world title picture, Sabre Woods is not a bad option. It's simply not a bad option because he's got enough strength and he's one of the few people to actually beat Roman Reigns in the last three years. Uh, and technically, obviously, it was by disqualification, but he's one of the few people to actually beat him. I don't think Matt Kyle Moss is ready. I don't think uh, like Damian Priest or, or Finn Balor, I don't think either of them are completely ready for the title. I mean, maybe Finn. Finn's been champion before. But I, don't, I just don't see how that happens. Well, with that being... With that being said, uh, you said man, red hot right now, bro. Riddle's getting, yeah, Riddle's definitely kicked it up a few notches. Obviously, everything he did with, R- with Randy and RK Bro was a whole lot of fun, and Riddle is, is really becoming that kind of, he is really hitting a stride. And if Riddle's obviously can get his shot against Roman coming up for the for their world championship, for the, the, for the two titles. So Riddle's going to have a chance to really launch himself. Then before any of this happened, I would have absolutely thought Riddle would be Money in the Bank winner. But I thought by then, RK Bro would have been split. 
So I would absolutely thought Riddle would be ready to be a Money in the Bank winner, and maybe he still is. So I, I could see Riddle as a viable threat. Shinsuke, because of his style, like if, if Shinsuke were healthy for Money in the Bank, I would absolutely like to see Shinsuke win it. Like Nakamura has always been one of my favorites since he jumped in WWE. Like or like a Kevin Owens perhaps or a Sami Zayn perhaps. Like there, there's there's viable contenders to Money in the Bank, but Riddle's a good point. Riddle's got a real shot, and he could wrestle pretty much everybody. Riddle would be a very viable successor, I guess, to Roman's throne, if you will. But, like, Sami Zayn, bro? Sami Zayn? Zayn's a very good wrestler when you get past all the gimmicks that he's, he's had. Like, all the gimmicks and the stories that he's had over the last few years. Sami Zayn is a really good wrestler, but as far as beating Roman. No, no, no. Him beating Roman? No. Yeah, I, I should rephrase that. Like, Sami, I think, could be a world champion, but yeah, like, him beating Roman probably doesn't sound super realistic unless, like, they... Put the like super baby face, like he was against Kevin Owens, possibly like possibly even NXT level like baby face, where like he was a sympathetic figure, was kind of getting bullied by by Kevin Owens, how that happened, and that's kind of what they they played it off uh, when they were both on the main roster and had that great feud, like it would have to be that kind of level of baby face, right? But for, he, for he, Sammy, he, but he, in this current stage, no, yeah, no, it's kind of pretty much the, the like bloodlines lackey, yeah, no, probably it's. That'd be asking too much. That'd be too much of a flip. And um, and on top of that, bro, you gotta think about um, who else is um, who else is uh, who else, who's believable. Right. Sami Zayn, I don't think he would be believable, even with the super baby face. I think I don't I don't because there's so many other people like a Riddle or like a Xavier Woods, even even Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Like you're not Sami Zayn would be the next. If if that did happen, he will be the next Daniel Bryan, and I don't think Sami Zayn go that route, bro. I I'd rather have the Miz over Sami Zayn. The Miz is a really, if there were a face champion, hundred percent Miz would be a good look, simply because Miz seems to have this great ability of being able to talk people into the building when it comes to his. A lot of his runs, a lot of his like signature championship runs, he's had a, a great ability of I can talk you into the building and then put on a, a pretty good show because of the way Miz uses his character and then keep it moving. And then like even when he loses, he keeps himself relatively relevant, which is why I argued Bobby Lashley, where Lashley would be believable in a sense of how big he is, and believable in a sense of his momentum, mm-hmm. and believable in a sense of he's he's. Not going to get phased by the championship spotlight mm-hmm. because he's been there before. He's been there a couple of times already. Obviously, had money in the bank cashed in on him last year, so like it's kind of comes full circle for Bobby. But I think that's and that to me from Raw would be the most sensible way to do this. I mean, Riddle kind of Riddle's technically on Raw, but you kind of counted for both shows, I guess now yeah. since his Riddle's popped up on SmackDown so much. Is going to be there on Friday or the, 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 for the title match, but um, and then there's there's obviously Randy Orton, but Randy's not going to be probably back till SummerSlam they say. So like Roman will face Roman and Randy probably battled SummerSlam, so that makes a whole lot of sense. You, I, th- you think so? In th- yeah, I would say so. Like Roman, SummerSlam? No, this the, the one in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, I would that would make sense for for Roman. Roman's uh, for Randy versus Roman. I think that would it's. I'd be like Roman Randy's their biggest face name, like one of their biggest face names, and he's 
probably the biggest um, full-time face, I would say. I'd, I'd have to think that would make a whole lot of sense. Okay. Like, and I guess the other part about this is Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes is having one of the hot feuds in WWE at the, at the time, obviously, of Cody getting hurt. So I guess it begs the question, what do you do with Seth now? Like, do you just put Seth and money in the bank and, and keep it, and keep it moving with Seth Rollins? Or like, what do you do with Seth Rollins? That's why. I, that's, why I, that's why when I, I on uh, Twitter, Seth Rollins should have been the new member of the Judgment Day, kick Edge out, and he's the new member, and then have their few all over again. Okay. But it's a little different because now because of the Judgment Day thing. That would be dope. That could have been dope. And then Edge is back to being a hot as hill. Still hot as hill, but even better, even hotter hill. And Cody comes back. If the Judgment Day is still there, you know, Judgment Day, Edge and Cody, oh, my gosh. Because now you put Seth, if, say, Seth were the leader instead of Finn Balor, you give the group immediate legitimacy. And you're bringing all of the heat that Seth has, and you're kind of slightly kind of bringing it on to Priest and Ripley, making their characters even hotter than what they previously were with Edge. And I like the heat that you're bringing here. I like it. I think it's that would make a lot of this. That would make some good sense. And then combine the two when Ed, when Cody returns in four months or four or five months, whatever. That would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. All all the characters get hot. Priest jumps into the main stage of a main signature feud for the first time, really, since he's been in WWE, and have the four of them battle, or even include AJ Styles, and, and, and then maybe add a ju- another Judgment Day, but maybe then add Finn, as like he betrays AJ, and then have a, then have the six man feud type of deal. That's not a that's a pretty solid hook. I, I actually don't I don't mind that hook at all, honestly. That would have been a very interesting hook. And Seth's personality and what, what's going on right now with him, like, he fits perfectly. I think he fits perfectly with, with, with what they're doing. Could have showed up in all black with, like, the, like different forms of, like, devilish attire. He could do anything he wants. And then, like, yeah, obviously Seth's work, like, uh, microphone work, that works pretty well. Like, he doesn't have that mysterious evil side, like, like Finn Balor with the obvious little Demon Finn, and then Damian Priest with his little, like, evil style character. Like, he doesn't fit that kind of golf narrative, like, right out the gate, but I think Seth can make it work because Seth is just so adaptive. No, he doesn't have that, but the whole Messiah. Yes. That Cause, cause the Monday Night Messiah thing. Yes. Yeah, that's what we saw Seth probably yes. at his, like, his most evil, his, most, his darkest. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, that could probably, he could have made that work. He really could have made that work. So like I, like, this is the first I'm hearing like a stuff maybe Seth Rollins could have been instead of Finn. That's not a bad hook. I, I, I think that would like Finn and Priest. I think could take it to a decent level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a, that's a different level. That's a different game if we put Seth in instead of Finn. That's a whole different game. Or even if you still just want to keep Finn in there, keep him in there. Shit. No, yeah, like but yeah, but no, but Seth's the leader, not Finn. Yeah, is, 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 what, is what is what I'm getting at. That's a that's an entirely different game. And like, I think I kind of wish they would have played it a little differently in terms of having Finn turn because you had no involvement of AJ, which was a, was a little bit surprising to me. Where you could have had first, like, the three of them jump or, yeah, like, have, like, 
Finn and AJ come out to like to Raw to kind of break up this whole Judgment Day thing, and then all of a sudden Finn turns on AJ, and it's like you're giving Finn more heat, and then they jump, they, then they jump Edge, and then you you still do exactly what you did to Edge, but you add AJ getting turned on as well. And I think that's a, I think that would have added a little bit more heat to the to the story. Yeah, because it feels like they're gonna probably end up doing a tag anyway of. Edge and, of Edge and AJ versus Finn and, and Damien. That just feels like that's what's going to ha- eventually happen. But I, I kind of... The fact that they did the turn without AJ Styles at all is a bit surprising to me. What do you mean without AJ Styles at all? As in AJ oh, oh, wasn't right. involved... Like, in the, in, the, in, the, in the whole, like, Priest... Uh, in the whole Priest and, and Finn turned on Edge thing. That I mean, Liv, they, Liv Morgan wasn't involved either. Good point. But Liv already had a match. Like, she was... Well, actually, no, to be fair, Rhea was in the same match. I can't even say that. I can't even say it. like like Liv wasn't involved, and then I was gonna say Liv had a match later on in the evening, but Rhea was in the same match, and Rhea won the match, so like I can't even say that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a fair point. And um, but I mean, turning, I, I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. Like where, like, like you turn, like you stab your you stab your person in the back, like do that, like we're gonna bring out the next big thing. Finn Bauer, like no, turn on AJ. That's what wrestling is, man. Mm-hmm. They turn, surprises, right. mad as hell. Which is why I think what, that's what the surprise could have been in. Right. That, that's why I'm saying, like, you add, added putting. It, I mean, yeah, you didn't, probably didn't even have to add, add live into it. And Rhea didn't really do much in, the, in this with the whole turn anyway. So like, like physically anyway, she didn't have to. Yeah. So perfectly fine. I think that would have really made a ton of sense to kind of push the Finn, AJ, and give their matches, which inevitable, because they're, they're going to have really good matches, but you give them a little bit more meaning to it. I think mean, that's where I wish they would have had AJ involved. Or, well, so Edge get turned on and AJ Styles get turned on. Right. They become, com- they, they have a, a common foe. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. They become a com- they have a common enemy to try to destroy. So Finn, so AJ and Finn comes out. Finn turns on AJ, and the whole judgment day beats Finn ass, uh, AJ's ass. Right. And then, and then they turn on Edge. Exactly. And then they turn. That's what I'm saying. And then they turn on Edge. Yep. Because the, the turning on Edge part would be even more shocking than turning on it mm-hmm. than turning on AJ. That's exactly. the, that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. That's the hook I'm trying to I'm, I'm bringing to this. But I think that's what we're going to get to eventually. I think that will still be a really cool thing. Other other news that I saw earlier is Extreme Rules coming to Philadelphia. As for, for those who may not know, our shows net, uh, usually come from the Philadelphia area, and Philly is a really good wrestling town. And Extreme Rules is coming in October to Wells Fargo Center. Their first pay per view, I believe, since Extreme Rules came here, I think in what 2019, I think was the last one. I think it was 2019 was the last one that came here, the last pay-per-view. Either that or, or maybe it might have been like the Elimination Chamber or something in 2020. One of those two. Might have been the last uh, pay-per-view that came to Wells Fargo Center. What is your like, – what do you think is like the, the best wrestling city for like a pay-per-view or a premium live event? What do you think is like – and I almost feel like I should take Chicago out of it because Chicago's so good. But, but what do you think is like the best city when it comes to like – Signature so like premium shows, like special signature shows. WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, wherever, like whatever company. Well, first of all, why, 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 you can't take Chicago out. I almost feel like it's unfair because Chicago just like 
the crowd seemed to be like a whole lot more live at, at Chicago events. I mean, you can put Chicago in. Like, if you want to say Chicago, sure, but yeah, I don't. I don't think Chicago is that goddamn goaded. Okay. So you still got you right. still got MSG. You know what I mean? And 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 because anytime anyone performs at Madison Square Garden, they it, it turns up now now Brooklyn mm-hmm. with with Bark with the with the Bark Clay, Bark Clay Center. Mm-hmm. That means that that's that's nah, man. You, you can't. Chicago is not that goaded, bro. Okay. And and there's and there's shit. Cody wrote. Cody said, Philly. I, heard, "I saw this yeah, too. I, I saw this too." Uh, Cody said during a Broken Skull podcast, his favorite arena is Philadelphia. Come on, man, that's gonna suck for Cody. He would have obviously been there for that. And Philly would have shown him a whole lot of love too. Yeah, that's gonna suck for Cody Rose. That he's not gonna be able to perform on that crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he performed in Philly with AEW, but not the Wells Fargo Center. Not this Cody, no. No. no he, obviously, no. he's been there before, but yeah, not this Cody. Not this Cody at peak of powers, Cody Rose. Yeah. That, that's this, this Cody's peak yeah, of powers. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he performed in Philly, but not at the Wells Fargo Center. Right, it's the Lyricor Center. Yeah. So, which is, was, how many how many more thousands of people is Lyricor, I think, could see 7,500, mm. as opposed to Wells Fargo could see 21,000 yeah. if they really wanted to. Yeah. For, for a WWE to. event, that could probably get about 19 to 20. Yeah. So we're talking double the crowd plus, yeah, easy, sure. like like two and a half times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Cody, and he feeds off of the crowd energy, or at least he, he definitely has since he's been back in WWE, and the crowd feeds off him. So yeah, that would have been a major. That's a, that's going to be devastating for Cody to miss that because we saw the Chicago crowd. The Chicago crowd, he fed off them, they fed off him, and it mm-hmm. was it, it was all love and, and stuff, and they kind of fed off Seth, and, and it was Chicago's great. For that, like that's why I always thought like Chicago is an outstanding wrestling city, and but I do agree with your sense of the Barclays Center might be become the new signature arena for wrestling, so. because, because of how how good WWE shows have been usually at Barclays, how like WWE goes out of their way to have really really good shows yeah. at Barclays Center, and obviously because I'm in New York City and, and Brooklyn and all that, like I get see so you, you want like the biggest stage. And the biggest shows on the biggest stage, I get that. But yeah, they go out of their way to have monster shows at Barclays, even even on live events. Yes, you know. Um, so yeah, as far as the biggest, the signature city, man, I want, I, I really, I really want to say New York. I would, I really want to say MSG. Okay. But I think, but I, I want to say that because it's Madison Square Garden. But and I'm not even being biased. I I got us. I, I want to say Philly, bro. And I'm not being biased. And that's simply because we're. Chicago is Chicago is goaded, right? But Philly, no, I feel like not only we're goaded, we're honest. Yes. In Madison Square Garden is performance based. Um, okay. Chicago, it's amazing wrestling city. Mm-hmm. Philly, it's an amazing wrestling city, but we're honest with it, and that's what I like. I mean, I got man Roman the uh, face Roman. He sat there and, and cut a whole promo in yeah, Philly. Yeah, he did. You know, one of the best promos. What was it 2015? Yep. Because I remember, and I was at the Royal Rumble 2015. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw this live. How, and I think part of it was victim of circumstance. It was we're talking the Royal Rumble match itself? Daniel Bryan was came in early. This is when Daniel Bryan literally just came back off the neck injury. They thought, okay, let's get Daniel Bryan back in the world title picture. And instead, Daniel Bryan a third of the way through gets eliminated. By Bray Wyatt, who was big time popular at the time. I'm a guy who loves Bray Wyatt, too. Like, I Mm -hmm. I get it. So, Daniel Bryan was eliminated, and I think everybody saw the writing on the wall. 
Roman's gonna win. Roman's gonna win the Rumble. And the crowd hated it. The crowd, like, it was, this is 20,000 people booing as loud as they could for against Roman Reigns, like, because they hated the idea of Roman's gonna win, and then Roman's gonna win the title, and it's all, like, there's no predictability, there's no unpredictability to it. It, it became instant obvious that, that when Daniel Bryan got eliminated. So, Roman, even with The Rock's help, and Rock got a decent pop when he came out, Roman was basically booed out of the building. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 12 months later, Roman wins the WWE Championship again. Roman becomes the biggest face of the company at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Roman Reigns. So maybe it was just so how he was a victim of circumstance in January of 2015. He became the victor in the circumstance at the end of 2015. And I think that was really – and Philadelphia – and you're right. Philadelphia played the narratives in both cases. And they were straight up with it. I think that was – that is one thing. You're right. Like, Philadelphia is honest with you. So, like, Chicago will, will kind of go with the storyline. Like, you're cheered, you're booed. And then Chicago kind of – there's, like, a wild wild crowd like Chicago. Like, you're, you're cheered, you're booed. And some people kind of get it reversed. And New York seems to go – whether it's Barclays or MSG – Mostly story, but it's the, they're generally loud. Like they're they're they may be the loudest crowds. But Philly straight up, and I, so I'll, I'll buy that thought. I'll buy that thought process. So Rome, Roman cut a promo to Philly talking about some old like he changed like we as in Philly changed the way he moves, mm-hmm. the way he go about things now. You know, and he said, thank you. He was saying thank you to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like we just said, Cody said Philly is is, is the best wrestling city. You know, for him to for him to perform, mm-hmm. um, the new day, the, yes, the new day when they, the first time they got booed live, that was, yeah, was, same was event, in Philly. Same event I'm talk, I talked about. Yeah, and they went to they went to Vince. Yo, bro, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. You got to make us heal, bro. Mm-hmm. And Philly was the one who did that, who started that. Really sparked the change. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and there's so many there's so many different stories that I'm hearing, man. So. But again, that's all because we're not only, not only we're a, 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 a legit wrestling city, we're honest with it. It's like, you could want to talk about the fans, so we want to give the fans what they want. We can tell you yes. what we want or do not want. Yes. So that's why I would say that. And, I, and, I, and this is not even being biased. It's not being biased. I'm really not. Like, Philadelphia is, uh, is obviously with ECW and then CZW, and then whenever Ring of Honor shows up here, uh, the 2300 Arena, which I, I've been to. I, I went to a Ring of Honor show a few years ago. It's it's a good show. It, it was legitimate. This is before, obviously, like Adam Cole or Shinsuke. I saw them live, or like mm-hmm. like like Okada and like Jay Lethal, like a bunch like a bunch of people. Like you see, how much was the tickets? They were like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like 2300 Arena tickets for wrestling is like twenty or thirty dollars tops, okay. and then they're they're pretty dope seats. Okay, like like the view I got was like. I could see I may have been like a hundred feet away from the entrance, wow. so like it, it's it's really it's a very intimate setting because like everyone's kind of like surrounded and like you can hear everyone. Yeah. So the view is still and you can see everything. Like the view is still dope, and how like Ring of Honor like puts on a show there. It's a really good intimate atmosphere, and it kind of gets everybody involved with it. Obviously with the streamers for title matches and like the. Like everyone's like singing like the entrance songs, like we're all doing that. Adam Cole, baby, yeah. the ty- type of flows, or like or like the money coming down from like when, when the Rainmaker Okada comes in, like it's it's all like no, it's like it's like it's, it's like, <laughs> but but no, it's a it's a pretty good vibe. It's a really like Philadelphia brings really good vibes to it, and that's what made ECW so special. 
and like obviously agree. We just passed the anniversary of like John Cena's uh, talking about big crowds, like John Cena's Hammerstein Ballworm when he had the title with RVD, the title match with RVD, and the whole theme of the night was like at the one night stand 06 pay per view was how loud are they going to boo John Cena, and it felt like Cena I think grew a whole lot of respect for a whole lot of people, like from a whole lot of people when they did it. Well, when he showed up there and he went into the crowd during the match and like he did the whole t-shirt thing and like he took all that heat from that entire crowd at Hammerstein. I do wonder how different that would have been had it been here. Mm. How different would, would that one appearance, that, that one match with RVD, how different would it have been had it been at, 20, at ECW Arena as opposed to Hammerstein Ballroom up in New York. I do wonder how different that would have been. Would he have been booed out of the building? Would it would it have been that loud or that vitriol or that kind of heat? Like, you go back and watch that pay-per-view. That, it was so – it was obviously an ECW versus WWE thing with the two signature matches or the three signature matches. I think it was Orton Angle, like a hardcore match with Edge and Foley and Dreamer and Funk, and then Cena RVD. That was the signature. And then Ray, Ray and Sabus, there were four. Every WWE guy got booed heavy, but no one got booed heavier than Cena, and it wasn't even close. <laughs> it was not close. Like, they, they got on Orton, but Orton was kind of like, – he didn't grow into that viper, yeah. vicious, psychological, psychologically great Orton. He didn't grow into that. He was still kind of evolution Orton. Like, not quite like just getting out of evolution, kind of like kind of finding his way right yeah. Cena had found his way, but like they booed Cena heavy. I just wonder how different it would have been if it were here. You said Ray and Sat Boo? Yeah. Ray Mysterio? Yeah. Oh, damn. This is when Ray Mysterio was world champion. Ray Mysterio, his first world title run. He had just won the title, and they were going to have Ray versus Sabu as like one of the co-mains uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship at the time. Yo. It was actually a pretty good match. I bet it was. <laughs> you never saw it. No. You should probably go back and see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should absolutely go back and see it. So, so obviously, uh, David said that I got some homework to do. Pretty but, uh, yeah, legit, One Night Stand 06 was a, was a pretty good pay-per-view. And it was a... Uh, but yeah, RBD. That was when RBD won the WWE Championship, and then ECW title two days later. So that's our like, RBD signature moment. Ironically, after cashing in a Money in the Bank. So like, when we get to like a future episode, we'll be talking about Money in the Bank memories and matches, things like that. But uh, um, see so now the thing about John Cena, um, getting booed right. Mm-hmm. I believe he would have gotten booed his ass off in Philly. That was in Philly, an ECW, ECW arena. Like, yeah. like you do the entire one night stand review. You do it at ECW arena instead of instead of Hammerstein. Okay, right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, um, I believe he would. I believe it, like it's all, it was already it was already not close at, at all, but um, it would definitely be worse because John Cena. And who, who had who had beef with John Cena too? We're talking about, okay, so this is 06, so, like, the only, the main rivalry in WWE in 06 was him versus Edge, was, was Cena versus Edge, because Edge cashed in money, Edge was the first to cash yeah. in money in the bank, snatched the title from Cena, Cena won it a few weeks later, and Cena kept it until that one night stand, yeah. until that one night stand pay-per-view. Ironically, Edge got involved, so it kind of restarted the Cena-Edge feud, mm-hmm. and, and that carried it through the summer, but... That became like the first true summer of Edge, I would say, where Edge was Edge became the main heel and Cena was the main face, and they they went at it for a lot of '06. All right, so yeah, before we get to wrapping this up, like you were 
He had a couple of things he wanted to talk about with the whole Cena thing. Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> Can I do the over a little bit? <laughs> so um, well, I know, uh, I don't f- forget that. Um, oh, no, my question, no, my question was, what was, what do you think is the signature city? Oh, signature city for wrestling. Yeah. Now, Chicago, I, as I kind of started the topic, does get propped it up, does get propped up as like the major wrestling city. It seems like the crowds are, it seems like the crowds are livelier. It seems like they kind of have their own opinions on things. Like they always seem to have that like big signature moment, especially, and obviously for CM Punk, like who seems to get the Mm -hmm. craziest reactions, Mm -hmm. no matter what he's doing. CM Punk seems to get like, this is his city. This is his stage. He seems to take advantage of it the best. That got me feeling like Britt Breaker in Pittsburgh. Pretty much anything CM Punk says in Chicago's gospel. Same like <laughs> Britt in Pittsburgh. Like, like, they, like, there are certain people who use their hometowns outstandingly well. And whatever they say or whatever they do or whatever rivalry they're in, whether they're face or they're heel, they can turn the crowd against everyone else. And I think, like, Chicago, even without Punk – has been known as a city that will, t- like Philadelphia, will tell you like it is, and will tell people like it is more so. Yeah. So I would probably still argue Chicago won, but Philadelphia, with its history in wrestle with wrestling history, is I would argue second because like they'll at least they'll tell you like it is. They're just not as loud about it as Chicago is, which I think is a little unfortunate. I don't think so? They don't seem to be as loud. They don't come off as loud, like even whether on TV or on. Camera, although or, or live in person, though I will say this: the loudest I've ever been inside of, of an arena was the Roman Reigns storyline right before with WrestleMania 33 with Undertaker, where Roman came out and twenty thousand people insta boo Roman Reigns. Wait, you talking about the, the night after WrestleMania? The, no, the go. This, this is right before WrestleMania 33. Oh, before this, this is the go home show before WrestleMania 33, and. We're talking 20,000 people at the top of their lungs are booing Roman Reigns. Like, this, this is, you would think it was Cena Hammerstein, but this was four times <laughs> that crowd. But this was, it was yeah. that loud. And then the exact opposite reaction when Undertaker appears to close out that promo of 20,000 people, basically like Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech in Dallas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he, he was basically cheered for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. It was it was absolutely insane how loud that building was. So I, I mentioned like how Philadelphia's not, not in the loudest city. I wish Philadelphia were a little bit louder, but that is the loudest I've ever seen in an arena live in person was that. Yeah, Chicago is stupid, bro. Like, that, they, they, they are loud, bro. They are. They, they, they're loud if they don't like it, if they do. Like, mm-hmm. reaction is everything in, mm-hmm. in wrestling, and they will definitely give you reactions. Philly, on the other hand, I don't I, – I don't – bro, it's like – we, if we don't like it, we'll boo. We'll, we'll, I mean, if we don't like it, we will react. But mm-hmm. if it's completely, like – if it's completely cheeks, bro, we're, we're 
Uh, Smoke that, break. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it'll carry over. That's what, Philly's one of the few places that, that if something like we know is whack, it, it's going to carry out outside of the building. It's not just going to be in the building. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's what that was with, with, with Roman in 2015, the Roman situation yeah, there. Then they, it carried out of the building. Then they burned a car or flipped over a <laughs> they car. Did, they did something. Yeah, there was something wild that happened. Yeah. It was Friday Saturday that night. Come on. And this is in the middle of a snowstorm, mind you. Yeah. Like, this was right before a snowstorm, like, shut down the whole East Coast. So, I don't, that, that this happened. I don't, I, I don't, man, respectfully, I can't say it was Chicago, bro. Okay. I gotta, I gotta say Philly, man. Okay. If anything, I'll say New, the whole, New York is louder than Chicago and Philly, to be honest with you. Um, New York is loud. That is true. But as far as reactions loud, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Reactions loud? Only time, man, only time I, only time I say Chicago is, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can say Chicago. But Philly, it's like when we're, when we're really passionate about that, about it, it's going to go outside of the building as well, man. And I think that's what takes the cake. Philly is the most honest. I think the most honest wrestling city. Yes, absolutely. I, I would say it's the most honest. Because, because and, you know, and I, even when it comes to uh, Memphis, bro, you got to add Memphis in Memphis, there. As Memphis far is as good. Signature cities, bro. Right. You can't forget about Memphis. I, I think of Dallas. Because Dallas is like the history of the Bon Erics and the wrestling history, Man, like rest in the in South. Yeah, well, rest shit. Yeah, what what a dark story. Man, what a dark story that was for that, <sighs> that entire family. That how, bro? The entire family? Yeah, what a dark story that was. <sighs> but uh, but yeah, the uh, yeah, but Dallas is a major city. Like, L.A. is propped up as one. I don't like. Mm. Like I like L.A. as is a pretty good rest, wrestling city, but like uh. I don't think it it compares to. Like the like the S tier cities to me would be Chicago, Philly, anywhere in New York, Dallas. Yeah, those would be the four S tiers. Like Memphis would probably be an A tier. Um, like Miami's decent, but I don't think it's that on that level. Boston, I think would be A tier, and L A maybe A or B tier. Nah, I put L A B. Okay, because I just only there for the gimmicks, bro. I feel like L A just on a gimmick, like gimmick and star, like yeah, you get the like, stars in the building. Yeah, like, like they made a big deal with Macaulay Culkin being at, at the AEW out in the forum, like, for example. Come on, man. Come on. Love Macaulay Culkin at Home Alone. No, don't, don't get it confused. But, but but that's like that's thirty years. That was thirty Come years on, ago. Fucking Macaulay Culkin. I'm, I'm mad you even said LA, bro. I'm so mad. Well, I was bringing on the, the star the star portion of it. Should chop the shit out of you for that. Yo. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yo. <laughs> Fucking LA. Hell no. I read what. They made AW made a huge deal about that. Was, they used to talk about stars. I, I know. I just went back to 1992 with it. I know. I know. I know what I did. Anyway, I know what I did here. So the signature cities and who? He's still trying to You could have. I would put Nashville over LA. Nashville's not bad. I know it's not. Nashville, Nashville Minneapolis, those types of like say, like cities we would consider say, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, uh, I would put Atlanta on an A tier because of how they did with WCW, but um, Charlotte's a, probably a very good city for wrestling. Like you could argue those cities above LA. That's a that's a fair point. argue, or even I, even, put, even, even put them over LA if you right. if you want to. Yeah, Home Alone. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, so all right, and you you never you never spoke on your side. Which injury is more? Yeah, I did. No, no, I know you spoke on it, but I don't, I don't, I don't, or at least I don't think you said which one hurts more. As in the injury itself, I would say punk. Because A, because of punk's age, B, because of the body part that, whether it's his knee or it's, or it's foot, 
I think it's still more devastating to recover from and deal with than a pectoral muscle. So I would say CM Punk's injury is worse. In terms of momentum, in terms of the company of which that he got injured in, it's absolutely Cody Rhodes. So to kind of reset and recap my opinions on those two injuries. Okay. Here we go. Wrap this shit up, man. L.A. is a signature city. I didn't say that. So, like, like, people want to prop L.A. up. I don't think L.A. is, like, L.A. is not on the tier of the other cities we mentioned here. L.A. is ass, bro. For wrestling cities, bro. It's ass, bro. It's just so... It, all is is L.A. reminds me of Bailey's entrance, yo, when she was faced. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's L.A. sees in me. Yeah, the inflatable... Balloons and shit. You see other car dealerships. Oh, yeah, all colorful. Yeah, the car dealerships. That's what LA reminds me of, bro. Hell out of here. I'm gonna go, damn LA. I might go to LA for no wrestling show. Or, man, I go to LA for the for for all getting all gimmicks. Bring bring a bring a. So if yeah, if they got a if they got a, you know, remember uh, them damn, them damn the uh the little people. When, when, remember they used to have those matches, bro? I can't see. We, can, we can't oh, you saw, like, Hornswoggle? And like yeah, Elf- Hornswoggle. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the, okay, the okay. other boy with the mask. The yeah, El, El Torito, yeah. 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 When, when they used to have those dumbass, mas- those dumbass matches, bro, that's what LA is for, yo. Yeah, like something like a WLC or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember those. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You put LA in yeah. that. Fucking LA. Chop this shit out, yo. LA is a tear. What? L.A. is F-tier. No, L- I didn't say L.A. Was, was a good, like, on the tier of the other cities I mentioned. You, you wanted to chop me for I something. I did. That was something different, I'm, but it was not about L.A. You, you were talking about. I, I, said, I said, like, people want I said people want to prop L.A. up as a major wrestling Who? city, but it's not. Because of how big, like, just because of, like, how big the city is, like, it's the second biggest market in the country. People want to, like, gas up L.A. Oh, like, we're going to L.A. Like, L.A. is, like, and, and prop L.A. up as, right. like, a signature city. No, like, it's, to me, in wrestling, it's not. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, for entertainment, okay. absolutely, but for but for wrestling, no. Okay, it, it's I got not, you. It's not that, yeah, it's I'm, like, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Shit, I'll put Vegas over LA. Vegas is becoming a good wrestling. Yes, city. it is. It's it's, it it's is. getting real. That's gonna be Dicky too with <laughs> AEW. They really are. Bro. Yeah, oh, with, the, with the truck too, right? God, are you you, you saw that truck right before um, double nothing, <laughs> right? Yo, are you serious? They really think he is, yo. <laughs> they were they were really WWE was really trying to steal shot from AEW for that. Yeah, I almost feel like AEW need to clap back at WWE for it like, at their Money in the Bank pay per view when they go to Vegas. Like, I know Tony Khan tried to uh, clap at them for not selling out Allegiant Stadium, but oh, he did. No, no, that, that's why I moved to MGM Grand. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Okay, so WWE was gonna have it at Allegiant Stadium. They were gonna do like three major stadium shows in the span of a year. Mm. Obviously, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. SummerSlam in Nashville, mm-hmm. and Allegiant Stadium out in Vegas for Money in the Bank, and they couldn't sell tickets enough. To do that, WWE couldn't. So they decided, like a couple weeks ago, to flip the event and put an MGM Grand, put an MGM. And Tony Khan kind of clapped at him for like, you weren't able to sell the Legion Stadium. So he tried, he tried to clap at him on Twitter, and then somebody promptly responded like, you had ha- like half the building full for Rampage, for example, or something like that. So it was Tony Khan is a little petty when it comes to these yeah. kinds of things. He, he does seem to be low key petty. But, yeah, that's why WWE moved their event from Legion Stadium to, like, the MGM Grand. This is why, apparently, Roman Reigns is not going to be at Money in the Bank. So, because, like, they're, they're not going to have a crowd. They don't think they have a crowd big enough for Roman to really be at. Oh, that man is 
so that's that's why they, they flipped it to MGM as opposed to uh, Allegiant. That man, bro, he really is something, bro. Like, like I don't know, but I feel like, but here, well, here's the thing, though. How 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 can they say that when John Cena was coming out every goddamn week and he was bigger than Roman? Well, Cena was Cena's box office draw. Cena's yeah. a heavy, heavy box office draw, and and one of the like three or four biggest WWE's ever had. Weird. Uh, like him, like him, Austin. Like in terms of like gate attraction, him, Austin, uh, Rock, Taker, those are the three. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold. Are you serious, bro? No, Cena's on, on in terms of gate attraction. Yeah, Cena's, but you said Cena's a heavy three draw. or four. You could, yeah, you can't say that I, about Cena. I, I how his merch sold and how. So many like no 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't say that but I'm saying that's you gotta you gotta use that loosely because you can talk about Hulk Hogan you talk about Stone Cold Hogan. and, that, and those are the those are the people I was talking about Hogan Hogan Austin Rock and Cena those I think those are the four biggest draws that the WWE's ever had in terms of like gate gate okay. draw Bret Hart those are the four Hart's not, I don't think Hart's on Hart's that level of performer but not on that level in terms of a draw I don't think <sighs> Taker. Shawn Michaels, again, those are and Sean. Sean's close, but like in terms of a difference between performer and draw, like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, like Brock Lesnar. Oh, I'm, I'm shocked you didn't mention oh, yeah. Brock because like yeah, right? Brock is one yeah. that absolutely you can debate. Oh, yeah. as in he's a major yeah. gate draw. Yeah. He's he's one that can crash that party of like the S tier gate draws. Yeah, in terms of WWE, in terms of gate draw and, and performance, like you you could absolutely argue Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. in that class. So like like if I were to say top three or four, and then Brock Lesnar is in that class, like that's 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 one where you could say okay, one of the four's got to go, and Brock Brock can be added in. You could say that that's that's fair for Brock, but Roman but Roman is not on the he's on that level in terms of like biggest star in the company. Yeah, like they, you have there's a time in the company where Roman's the guy, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's a time in the in the company where Roman is on that level of draw, that of a Lesnar, a Hogan, an Austin, a Cena, or a Rock. Man, I well number one, he's only he's only been at this at this level for a year and a half, so Fair. he needs a little more time. But but on the same token, did Paul Heyman say something along those lines? Man, I can't remember. He was saying he was listening to all the things, all the accolades that Roman has. Talking accomplished. about ratings on yeah. SmackDown, talking about yeah, and that that point is true. SmackDown's been really really good since mm. Roman's been the guy. That's fair. Like, bro, like SmackDown's been far better than Raw mm. when Roman's been the guy. I'll, I will 100% buy that. Like, when the Usos have been the, the, the tag team, like, the best tag team in the company, SmackDown's been, a, like, far superior to Raw. Yeah. So, like, I, I will 100% buy that. Um, so, uh, so, so, just look, I'm just going off the top, right? just real quick before we wrap this on, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I, you got to add Hogan and Austin one and two. And I think everybody else okay. is arguably for for the third. Okay. Cena, Rock, and um and and Brock arguably for the third. Obviously if we can go actually look at the numbers, we know the facts, right? Right, right. But I think we can't argue with Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. Like Stone that's Cold fair. is still selling to that's, this day. That's fair. Still selling to this day. Yes. Like like if Hulk, if Austin did a meet and greet at Wells Fargo Center, he'd probably he could get fifteen thousand people to show up. Facts. He, he absolutely could. Mm-hmm. I will, I will hundred percent buy that. Mm-hmm. Hogan because of other stuff, like like other interviews he said where, where, where he he said some things, probably couldn't pull that. 
Austin absolutely could. Yeah. So I uh, like Austin of the guys that we just mentioned, like uh, like that that super top. Yeah. Like you wanted like a meet and greet or some sort of like podcast, like he's in front of fifteen thousand people. Austin could easily sell it out. Yeah. And was he would sell it out the fastest. Mm-hmm. I, I I will buy that. Okay. Uh, and then that's that's far as far as draw, right? Yeah. Yeah. Making sure. Oh my gosh, especially when he when Hogan turned heel. Oh my gosh, bro. I know it was in WCW, but I'm talking about me. I'm talking about their character overall. Mm-hmm. Damn, Hogan really changed the game, man. When he went hell, bro. Man, they hated him. Remember that night, yes. bro? Oh, my it, it, it became a common occurrence. People were throwing stuff at Hogan. Yo, it became thought, a common occurrence. Like Everybody was throwing garbage at Hogan and car- garbage at NWO. Like, it became the thing. You thought ECW was bad. But, but they were a major draw. Yeah. Everybody came to watch them. Everybody mm-hmm. came to see them. They were selling to the Georgia Dome. They, they sold to the Georgia Dome even. When eventually he lost to Goldberg. Like they, it, it became the thing. That was a, that was one of the dumbest moves that they could have done. It should have been pay-per-view. I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. That was a dumbass move, bro. <laughs> I, I can totally see that. Why the hell you have a big-ass match like that on on Hogan and Goldberg cable. On, free, on free cable. Or on cable TV. Mm-mm-mm. I know it gets the Nitro numbers up. You're I know stupid. it gets the Monday Night Wars up. <laughs> but yeah, thinking about that, they could have easily sold 60,000 seats at Georgia Dome and sold millions and millions at Pay-Per-View Gate. And, and even if they did do it on Pay-Per-View and with the whole Monday Night Wars thing, the, the Raiders are still going to be up for, for Nitro. You could do two nights at the Georgia Dome. You could do one night for the Goldberg Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then another night, you have another main event and still sell it out as long as you have Hogan or, and or Goldberg kick off the show and the opposite one ended. Yeah. You could still have a major Nitro. And, that, and the numbers would still be up. up. It'd still be up. Mm-hmm. And it'd still be raw. It, it would still it would still have worked. Yep. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's that's a major bag that WCW fumbled. Yep. That is a major bag. Yep. And that's why uh, WCW 2.0, I mean, uh, AEW is um. <laughs> Is is learning from all the the mistakes that, that WCW did. <laughs> they are. They they actually are. <laughs> all right, man. We are gonna wrap this joint up, man. So if you hate or love this podcast, you know what you don't do. Follow us on all podcast platforms. If you go on Apple, give us that's five star, five star, five star, five star, five star review. Where I get the five count from? Booker T. No. Oh, you're talking about Big E. Oh, you're talking about, I, I'm thinking like five times, five times, five times. No, no, the five count. Five count is Big E. Three ain't enough. I need five. Oh, Michael. Oh, no. Michael, you got some hard work to do yourself, sir. Oh. Oh, the five count didn't start from Big E. Where did he get that? Oh. I know, yeah, I know he took it because that's what he used mm-hmm. in, in NXT where like three, mm-hmm. like three, like the counting to three for the pins. Yep. And then he got the four and count to five. Am I thinking like Marcus Corbin or something? No, like, no. no. no, no oh no, sir. Now you got homework to do. Okay. Yeah, I got some right. you do as well. Um, but when you, I, I bet you when you find it, you can be like, oh, okay. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah exactly. I, I, I remember seeing it. Like I know mm-hmm. it's a WCW thing. I, 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 I remember seeing it, but who did it? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't E. He, he took it to another level right. with it, but it, it, it wasn't E that started. You're right. 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 That 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 when he started that five count, that's what got him big. And um, rest in peace, Dusty Rose, because he was the one who uh suggested that. Man, Dusty was golden, bro. Yeah, he. I think he passed away. Like his anniversary of of his passing, I think was either today or yesterday or something like that. Yeah, rest rest in peace, Dusty. Holy hell! I know I said wrap it up a couple times, but goddamn man, Seth Rollins, 
Man, how you, how are you wearing your <laughs> the levels of disrespect, bro? He wore Cody's, he wore Dusty Rose gear. How do you I, do I, that? I texted you about that. You were like, uh, yeah. and, then, and then you texted back when you finally saw. It. He was like, yeah, I, I see what you're yeah, you talking yeah, about. Because I thought WWE shit the bait again and disrespected uh, Seth Rollins. Like when you said the disrespect from Seth, I'm, mm-hmm. that's what I was assuming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh gosh, how do they mess this one up? But I look at it like, no, that's what he's talking about. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. And then you gonna whip him with his with his belt with the belt and the polka dot belt. Oh man, bro, he's a self. Self was uh, like self when it comes to attire. When he really wants a reason to dress like it, it, it it's that was all time. And and, and that, that's different levels to this because the shield thing he did with the rumble was okay. That was psychological. That was yeah. getting in Roman's head. Yeah, that was disrespect <laughs> when he did the Cody. Oh, <laughs> that my was God, disrespect. Bro. He said, "I don't like you." He said, "I'm gonna show you how I don't, how I don't like you." Here's a perfect example. Man, bro, and. And I, oh, I can't wait till the next bar match. I gotta have, we gotta have stuff in there. We have to have stuff in there, bro. He has to, like, and and in ring, we gotta, we got, you know, we gotta, we gotta do. I think it would be cool to do two March Madnesses. Okay. Um, best of all time mm-hmm. and the best in ring of all time. Fill up the whole March. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think it's something that, that can be done. You're talking about in-ring, like in-ring, in-ring technicians like, like, a, like a Bret Hart, a Kurt Angle, Seth a Rollins, Rollins an AJ Styles. Yeah. That's that's a different game yeah, from an Austin exactly. and Cena. Yeah, exactly. it's a different game. Mm-hmm. Right, I get you. And then that way, and then that right there shows more of our wrestling knowledge as yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you could legitimately add, have 64, like, you could legitimately have 32 and one and an entirely different set of 32 and another. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> There's, a, there's one reason. There's one reason. One reason only why he said that too. <laughs> okay. I was, I was looking at your face to yep. see, see the reaction. Yep. That's exactly why he did it. He, he, yep. He knew. All right, man. Oh, again. So yeah, if you hate all of this, don't you dare cheat. You better do your homework afterwards. I'm doing homework later. Oh, all right. <laughs> follow us, man. At they got to chill, or follow me at Dave the stepdad. Mike, where do you find you at, man? Twitter.com/slash/beastmike or beastmike215 at Instagram. Just say at or on Instagram. I don't know why I said at this time. No, I mean, just at Beast Mike or at Beast Mike 215. Twitter.com. Fair, fair point. So, some, yeah, no, no, no one really does. Yeah, no one does the HTTP stuff anymore. HTTP. You're right. Yeah, we're back in the Backslash. backslash we're, we're in the 2000s for that. www.twitter.com. Anyway, at Beast Mike on Twitter or at Beast Mike 215 <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> Yep, I, I, I took I took us back in back in time, like, like we're in DeLorean or something. Anyway, anyway, for Davis, my speech. Had to be wow. Spike. <laughs> Two one five. I, I really I really did not do my my space honestly. I did, I did not. I barely paid attention to it. MySpace has some talent. I, I'm sure you you scoured the 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 globe for on the MySpace oh, yeah. for the. Oh, yeah. uh, for talent, I'm sure oh, you did. Especially when you were somebody's top, bro. Oh man, when you in that top five, the top three. We were taking off at the time. Who the fuck checked me up the man? MySpace was real. I, I'm sure you had a whole lot of fun on MySpace. Oh yeah, I'm sure you did. Anyway, it's still it's still real to me. For Dave the stepdad, I am Beast Mike. Twitter.com. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Spread.